guys. Do you want to say hi? Hi. I mean, like, do you want to introduce? Oh, should I do? Yeah. Let me see if I, let, let's see how well my memory works. Um, okay. Hi, guys. Um, what episode is this? Uh, seven. Seven. <laughs> Welcome to episode seven of uh, What Do We Know podcast. It's me and Manny here today. Hi, guys. And um, what today, did we speak about? Yeah, what did we speak about? See, this is how bad my memory is that I've just finished speaking and now I'm like, what? What did I? What did I say? What? So we spoke about the current situation between um, Ukraine and Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about Matt Hancock's new PR stunt, and what else did we speak about? We spoke a little bit about. Um, I've really forgotten what that first twenty minutes we mm. spoke about something, and I don't even know what it was. So the first twenty minutes we've forgotten, but it's coming up soon. So. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy um and then yeah we we ended on um no is a full sentence so stay tuned to hear about why that is mm. yeah hopefully you enjoy this episode Take enjoy care. guys enjoy guys <laughs> hi everyone welcome back to what do we know hi guys <laughs> it's your favourite pair. <laughs> I was going to say how you're doing, but they can't really respond. But how are you, Sundas? I'm, uh, I'm okay. Low iron levels, for obvious reasons, but mm. I'm I'm still okay. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Glad to hear you're okay. Today it's quite grey, and I think at the end of... I think it was Sunday where the blue sky was out, and honestly, the energy I was feeling... And I hate to be that person that's like really associates mood with the weather, but I think it can brighten or like dampen my mood and i just i just yeah. want blue skies are you talking about this weekend the la- the weekend that's just passed on sunday it was really blue yeah oh wait what day is it tuesday it's Damn. tuesday yeah tuesday um yeah i was in oxford on saturday and we left town and it was really hot and i was wearing a polo top and i thought i was gonna get really hot when i got to oxford i was just like, i'm just gonna die in this polo top it was the worst um <laughs> outfit i thought to wear in this weather yeah. um and then we got to Oxford and it was freezing cold. Oh. But I actually missed my scarf that I just throw around my neck. And I was just like, anyway, so that sun was deceiving and uh, it gave me false hope. Mm. And I still froze in Oxford. <laughs> Happy 1st of March. Oh Happy Pancake Day. Happy Pancake Day. <laughs> After last week's failed <laughs> attempt or... That was two weeks a ago. Try- oh my God, it was two weeks ago. It literally felt like last week. Are we trying again today? Yes, it's Pancake Day. Today, is, there's no, this can is a valid excuse. <laughs> can we can we try the ones that we know are going to be edible and the ones we know how to make? And yeah. we'll keep the... We'll make the flower basic ones yeah. today. It's to no Japanese soup. No, but beautiful. You know, they, we haven't mastered it. Yeah, so you know what? They were actually good, but it's yeah. just the amount of effort it took and what it's, we came up with. It I was just right. like, it wasn't worth it. However, I do think we'll be better next time. It's just not worth risking on Pancake Day. Yeah. Second thing is, is that... Um, it's like mum not letting me cook on either day, but expecting me to cook all year round. <laughs> That's offensive. What's she trying to say about my cooking? <laughs> that it doesn't meet her standards for her guests on either day. Yeah. And then the second thing I was going to say is I'm actually going to add baking powder to the pancakes anyway. Okay. The mix. And so it does give it a little bit of rise. It kind of gives it a bit of thickness. And that's what I want anyway. Um, I know you do you want flat. Do you want like thin kind of crepe style or do you want? Um, yeah. Thin style crepe are my favorite. A little bit of lemon drizzle sugar. I'm done. It's a bit that's boring. I, that's I just that's how I like my pancakes. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully we have to make both. So we are. I think it's week seven of consecutively uploading. Let me just see quickly, actually. Oh, 
Look I at us being all consistent. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But we have, yeah, we've uploaded six uh, weeks in a row. And I feel like the consistency is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. It's been good. Every week, finding something to talk about. Yeah. I think it actually comes naturally. Like sometimes there's so much to talk about. Sometimes yeah. there isn't. But and it depends what you want to discuss and how relevant it is and how interesting it can get. But sometimes it's just nice to just chill. It's also like sometimes you think you're the most interesting person <laughs> and you think you have the most interesting things to say. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Unless you people tell us if you're enjoying the episodes and topics. Yeah, um, actually, that's such a good point. Like, is this something that you prefer like do you like us talking more casually about there's, current there's events? clearly listeners out there otherwise we wouldn't be picking up the mic every yeah, week exactly um, but yeah more of you should communicate with us yeah definitely because if you hate it tell us yeah yeah i think it's important feedback is everything we don't know how we're doing unless we get feedback and a lot of people do reach out which is nice mm-hmm. um but i'm sure there there's so many people that i don't even know who listen to us yeah because i can't i can't because i can count the people that i know but then what about the other yeah like <laughs> people that are listening like i don't know who they are so it'd be nice to hear your thoughts as well mm. so you know i've been doing the um Actually, firstly, let me update you about my passport. You know, I was getting my passport last week. Yeah. And I picked it up on Friday. It was the Ooh. it was the most smoothest process ever. I, att- I got to my appointment on time. I went there a bit early, actually. I went in line. There was a really simple form to fill out. I literally was in and out in like three minutes. Where did you have to go? To the passport office in Victoria. Oh, uh, okay. And it was... So good that I actually recommend the premium service. <laughs> it was exceptional. Just everybody just get an emergency passport, <laughs> pay that extra amount of money. You know, like the headache or the overhead it takes you to fill out a form like manually. You don't have to tell me. Mum reminds me every day. <laughs> you should. You haven't done it yet. No. You should do that. But I keep telling her I've opened like um, I've opened up the form online. And she was just like, how long does it take to fill in? I was like, well, I haven't even done that, but I'm giving you some like some bit of hope that I'm, you know, getting on with it. I've got too much to do. Yeah. Even though I, oh, whilst we're talking about passport, which is then relevant to taking flights out, out anywhere, I am finally going to go and get my second vaccination after a huge break. I'm going to complete my um, jab because I heard that you don't have to take the PCR test if you're double vaxxed. So if that's going to get me onto a plane onto my next holiday, inject me. Inject me with whatever you want. It does depend where you're traveling to, though. Um, so for the US, you need the antigen test now. You don't need the PCR test, which is actually a lot easier to do. And like lots of like it's, it's just much more easier. But then for Dubai, I know the UAE, you need to have a PCR test ongoing and also and landing. They weren't really on my list of places. Or that's maybe okay they though. want. Yeah, maybe. Depends. So just an FYI, yeah. there is a lot more headache now that we're traveling in covid well that's not what influencers are telling me influencers are <laughs> i'm following their guidelines come on they're, they're better at communicating to me than my prime minister is so i'm not gonna lie to you though the yeah. information out there to travel like it is so all over the place there's mm. not a single thing i can go and check and say i'm going to this country what do i need like mm. exactly what do i need there's just like you go to the gov website online right it'll take you to the country you want that will take you to another page and it will just be like you're sifting through like all these paragraphs of thinking just give me a checklist like yeah, I just want a checklist like why does it have to be so difficult so um, that's not been great yeah someone I follow is in Thailand and they just said you have to be double vaxxed and their hotel quarantine looks great too mm. just uh, find my way around I've seen that person Bangkok. in Thailand yeah. well. <laughs> we're um, following the same person she's having a great time good for her you know what she's also solo traveling mm. 
That's so interesting. Quite an experience as well. Definitely an experience. Shall we talk about more current events? There's only one real current event to speak about, really, isn't there? Russia versus Ukraine or Ukraine versus Russia, depending on... um, I can't say I know too much about it in terms of why the war has started or why why this invasion has taken place. Um, But sadly, what has surfaced, Mm. even when you show solidarity to the people of Ukraine, is that racism has still surfaced to the very top of the conversation and you can't ignore it Mm. you definitely can't ignore it as a person of color and it's just alarming how there is so sad to see people flee their country and you know i i personally don't discriminate against anyone but the level of just open discrimination against black and brown people students international students studying in ukraine Mm -hmm. it's just it's horrible it's really horrible to see that you know they're not even hiding the fact that they're you know pushing you to the back of the queue they you know they're being hostile towards you they've like blatantly said to your face that only white european people first Mm -hmm. it's just it's really ugly to see and i think i'm I'm not sure i think i've heard this through students speaking on instagram so you know this is coming from people that are actually stuck there that the pakistan um uh, pakistan embassy and india have slowly sent out flights to pick up their students which was a bit of a slow start but at least they got out there and saved their their own citizens either way the response to every other minority in Ukraine was just disgusting. And, mm. you know, it's easy for people to say, oh, you know what, there's there's a time and a place. Let's not always talk about race. What do you mean? Let's not always talk about race. It's literally the biggest problem. It surfaced right to the top, even in the height of uh, refugees fleeing from European countries. The minorities are still suffering. And I just hope that all black and brown people out there are keeping themselves safe. And I hope they find safety. Um l- there's never a lesson learned in this situation to be fair it's like we say the same thing over and over again Mm. but yeah yeah i agree and i think i guess one thing to call out here is that social media has been massive here right because Mm. so much of what you're talking about i've seen footage of so it's not even something you can deny Mm. whereas god knows what that would look like for so many other countries and so many other experiences because we don't we can't see it so it doesn't feel real to us but when you're looking at that real firsthand it's just a different experience and it's just you can't deny that you know yeah you definitely can't deny it and um yeah just kind of wishing peace to like the citizens of ukraine who have to flee into their neighboring countries Mm. but just like look out for your fellow citizens and even if they're international i mean what if they were born there we can't just you know basically countries are not like one ethnic background anymore do you know what i mean we've moved we've moved on from there so um and it you know when when humans are at risk you're all at risk and actually supporting one another shouldn't really be jeopardized but i think what's even more heartbreaking is that even in a time where like another country is at war that the news always find a way to um criminalize uh, refugees from other countries mm-hmm. that are um, you know previously and currently in situations where they're having to flee their country so Afghanistan Syria the news continue to kind of push that nar- narrative that these refugees are uncivilized as some of the words that are being used yeah. or savages and again you're just pushing that narrative creating division even at a time when you know you could actually bring together people or understand what war does to those that have to flee their country exactly. but you know the news always has time to divide people you can draw empathy for these white European refugees. You can still draw empathy without putting other refugees from other countries exactly. down. That now's not the time to create more conflict amongst races and other countries. Like yeah. 
th- these countries aren't they're, they're not suffering um because of their own doing they're very much suffering because of u.s intervention because of the uk intervention so it so it just scary, kind though. of takes it away doesn't it really yeah. it is scary how like a refugee in syria and a refugee from ukraine i guess today mm. is so different and how they are starkly compared against each other yeah. and how just one set of people are better than the other or are more civilized as yeah. like people are saying i've just seen that so much i've also seen like the color of their skin or the color of their eyes yeah. come up in conversation like what does that matter like you know what i'm i'm not i'm not the most um optimistic person but generally sometimes i think what does the future hold for us like we're easily watching this on telly but tomorrow this can be us and it just it does bring that perspective of like where would we rank because you know race is such a huge thing for everyone that's kind of fleeing any country it's just sad it's really sad um it's hard to watch and it's hard to show real solidarity when you know you have to just face the reality of the situation um at hand rather than the cause of the war Mm. ultimately no innocent life should be taken no people should feel that way like fearing for your life having to escape your home it's just not a we can't even comprehend what that must feel like i'm just i think what's scary i guess today oh it's probably pretty good as well is that how accessible everything is to us so we can actually see a lot of these people in ukraine they are like um spreading awareness on social media about how they you know what the situation looks like and how they're feeling and things like that and it's such a shame like i don't know how wars exist today like why is that can't we just have a conversation like mm. i know i'm like trying to simplify something but no it's that but it's just something i don't understand what is consistent in all wars is that the people that start it are not the ones suffering yeah that is so true the people that are going out to fight in these wars are not the people that chose to fight in the war um and then obviously the people that are fleeing the country are also citizens that never opted to to you know be any part of this um destruction mm, exactly um but yeah it is really sad and the conversation around uh, race is definitely an important one i mean i don't really have much more to add there it's just it's it's just heavy like it's so intense every time you open social media anytime you open anything that's Mm. all you can see and imagine having to live that like i can easily just shut my phone and like get on with my day or i can get busy and just Mm. forget that's happening in the world and then you're just reminded like so quickly and it's scary and it's the only thing that's being reported on of course of course it would should we change subject yeah we can Something. Should I tell you something um, that I came across on YouTube that just like I didn't have the time to watch it, but um, Matt Hancock trying to rebrand himself. Have I've you come seen that? this. I need to talk to you about this. Okay, Did you watch you w- it? No, I watched snippets of it, and then because it's Matt Hancock, I was just like, Do you know what? Not today. <laughs> yeah. Low levels of iron. <laughs> the Tory government does not go together. <laughs> You know what, right? I watched yeah. the whole thing. Like okay. I watched it yesterday when it For came me, out. The whole look, like what is he? Is he yeah, like the new Steve you know, Jobs? Like, we only see him when he was when he was the health secretary, right? Mm. We only see him when he was doing that role. We only see him when he was like a professional, but we never saw him in a normal setting and so we disassociate him in like human like humanness. Like I just Manny, feel like I he have was to say he's he's got a stylist in. I don't believe <laughs> he dresses himself like that. I think I, generally like his dress sense that is was just really basic random. I he know, had a jumper and a jeans. But it was a polo jumper. Yeah. You know, that's that's a, a real power move. I don't know. Yeah, don't polo know. polo tops on men is a bit of a... There's something about it. There's definitely a power move within that clothing item. You'd think it's the tie, but sometimes it's the dress down. It's like IT guys wearing grey sweats. Not grey... Uh, sorry, grey shirts just a basic shirt it's saying i'm so rich that i don't know i don't need a label on my top and that is the level i aspire to 
That's why I don't wear labels, guys, because I'm super rage. <laughs> you know what? I So I'll give you my thoughts. So what is your initial thoughts? Because you haven't seen it. I or watched um, it and I have listened to it. So I came across it because I follow this guy who does comedy and he's actually really hilarious. And a lot of his comedy is around like the Tory government and he creates these hilarious parodies. Mm. Um, and so I came across it and I thought it was a joke or an old uh, video. But then, you know, it looked like he was... Uh, firstly, I thought he was starting some kind of podcast show. I know that he... After he kind of um, got dismissed out of his role within government, he moved to another role that didn't really look like it was suitable for him. He was going to be the UN, you know, uh, I don't know, international relations for something to do with Africa. And it was we were just like, nope, you know what? You've done enough damage here. You know, come back. You, you don't need to be where you think you need to be. But anyway, yeah, I see this guy in a black polo top and I was like, is that Matt Hancock? And I was just like, what's going on here? And then a couple of like snippets that I watched and I was just like, when I'm in the mood... I'll I'll probably watch it, but mm. yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, I have okay. seen it. And I feel like initially I had that thought process, like what is he doing here? What is he trying to rebrand himself? Why is he even having this conversation with Stephen Bartlett, right? So he talks to a lot of people every single week and I actually love his podcast. Mm. So when I saw that he was going to be a guest, uh, well, I guess it, it came up yesterday when it was mm-hmm. launched. Yeah. It was very interesting. So I started to listen to it and I have to like say like, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I'm feeling a bit of empathy for him. Oh my God. I'm not even joking because I feel like he is we just see him as like a robot we just see him as he's trying he should be doing this job and he just didn't do it good enough Mm. he was trying to kind of navigate us through a global pandemic and just didn't he just in our eyes just kind of fell short at every decision and kind of you said it there (laughs) every decision he (laughs) fell short so did the person he was reporting into yeah and who's still holding on to power I don't know what it is, though. The conversation that he had. His PR team are strong. He just felt more like a human being than Mm. I've ever seen him before. So yesterday, I didn't see him as somebody that was, you know, navigating us through a pandemic. He was somebody, he was another human being. He had to go through that, too. And he also talks about his affair, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does. He touches on... And I uh, actually have a bit of respect of the way he handled that because he clearly, like, obviously what he mm. did wasn't right for his wife, not for us. Like, the rest of the world shouldn't really matter, but... For his wife, what he did was wrong. And the fact that he was close enough with this person in a time where the guidance the UK was was giving was was contradicting that. So that's what he understood. And that's where he put his arms up. But what he wanted to do was recognize that this woman that he was with, like he wanted to give a lot of respect to her, whereas a lot of people in the media weren't because obviously of the footage that was released Mm. and all the like subsequent media people. So I feel like the way he handled that was good, but it's just, there were snippets of him coming back into that episode where Stephen's trying to ask a question and Mm. you can see already that he's just like getting very flustered and like just trying to explain himself before the question's even been asked and Mm. that side of him like the politician side of him came out a little bit but generally you do get a sense of who he is and he is a human being at the end of the day he had to go through that just like everyone else and they had big decisions to make and he kind of explains a lot of how some things spiraled out so we had a lockdown in March but they were very aware of something going on in China around January time they knew it was serious they knew that is they started the vaccine before the lockdown or anything like that so he knew that that was a way to get out so he does explain a lot of the 
thought process what happened behind the scenes and when you understand that a bit you do realize that they did try their best it's just their best still wasn't good enough but Mm -hmm. in that moment in time it was like a 50 50 shot they didn't know if this is going to work out in the way that it was or if this is going to become a global pandemic they also didn't know so for example one thing that we did do is have our lockdown a bit later so if we had apparently statistics show that if we had had our lockdown in the march time the first lockdown Mm -hmm. uh, one week before 21,000 lives would have been saved and Stephen kind of like approached that with that question to him and you can tell like that's never a good situation right that's never an easy decision but if they had known that ahead of time of course they would make that change but I just feel like before yesterday I just thought of them as they don't really care mm. like they're making decisions for the whole I just want to be country. friends with them so that they can give me those billion <laughs> billion dollar he uh, explains contracts that as well he explains how that isn't the case um even though so his sisters I think his sister has like a something that they had a contract Very with but convenient. before <laughs> before um the UK invested them mm. the island already had as well mm. so that was pre anything happening in the England specifically so he does explain like some of the sort thought processes yeah and let no, me no. just tell I, you I wasn't going to oppose you but yeah I'll let you finish it just it makes you feel like oh okay like it gives you a bit of perspective Mm. and when you're in that situation like any decision you make is going to have some bad consequence even though if there's some good comes from it something bad will happen too and those people are just they always have the worst light shed on them because Mm. some people are obviously going to see things differently or have a bad situation come about and that's not nice so what I was going to say is look I'm I'm just bitter because I'm not friends with the Tories (laughs) and they're not offering me these billion dollar contracts but the truth is that if I was in that position, yeah. the first people you look at is your network and your network tends to be your friends mm. as well. So it's not that I disagree with them, but there are there is a fine line, especially mm. when the contracts are going to people who, who are just venturing out. It's just like, oh, there's an opportunity here. No experience, nothing. But oh, we'll get the contract because Rishi's in power. He's my best mate. <laughs> and then, yeah, there you go. I've got, got a lump sum of money and I'll walk away from it. I don't mind the idea that your network has the expertise to carry out this thing. I mean, there it, it becomes a bit of a blurred line, doesn't it? Mm. Because self-interest is always at the forefront. Mm. Um, but we as individuals, you know, trying to make it in the world, trying to make our own success, we are going to be selfish and we are going to, you know, think of our good friends first. Yeah. That's not exactly the problem. But I, what's interesting is I like to be critical. I like to yeah. be cynical before I can even trust these people I mean you should you should always be that way right yeah but it's just it's so interesting that if he had his PR stunning, yeah. if this was something like that it, I'm, it's a great success it's a success in my Man, eyes he's been persuaded I'm guys. not even joking I am um, I feel like I will look at him if I walk down the street now yeah. and smile at him I don't care about him yeah but I would smile just because he's a human being also like, yeah he wouldn't be hard to miss but yeah I, I'm looking forward to that to I would like to also see if I find anything about the stylist uh, <laughs> who did his like makeup who put his um script together oh, God. I, I like to see it from that lens like yeah, yeah sorry before we finish he actually does mention like how he sorry. thinks that Stephen talks about Barack Obama a bit because mm. he's kind of really personable and you see him in certain situations, regardless of some of the actions he's done, people do find him relatable. They like to, he's he seems like a human being, you know, like sometimes he gets emotional, like he recognizes people. He feels like somebody from the people and that's what people really related with. Mm. And Matt says that Boris is the same. And I couldn't disagree with him more. That's one yeah. thing I don't understand. Like he's not relatable. Oh. He does not feel personal. An ex-manager used to be a huge fan of his. And he was just like, oh, but he's doing the best he can. You know, like, it's it's a really tough job to have. And considering my relationship with that manager, if his idol is Boris Johnson, 
I can tell why he failed as a manager. And that's on him, not me. But, you know, like generally people, if they relate to someone, it t- it tells you more about the person than the person they're relating to, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? I do agree with him. Like, yeah. I do think Boris thinks he's doing the best, but his best isn't good enough. You have to be an actor when it comes to being a politician. You have to have that level of like personality, an outside persona. You have to, you cannot be an introvert and a politician. Like you just wouldn't survive. I think you could. I think I could be a politician. So can I. But I do think I, after yesterday's conversation. Would anyone vote for me? Maybe not. (laughs) But I'd like to think I could gain some votes. (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like we're from the people. We are yeah, the people. We, like, yeah, we. I feel like I'm a normal everyday person. I also That's feel like I have a better network than most of these people do. <laughs> like a general, well-rounded, knowledgeable, diverse. You know, um, but I just think it's actual too purposeful people that I could. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I is would there highly a political ca- career it. in the future, Manny? For you, girl, I do think about it sometimes. Okay, sometimes well, if you're I'm in your power, I'm it. your friend. You know, the friend that you give but contracts to. I just to. don't think I'd ever want to be in an impossible situation like that because it doesn't matter what um decision you make some things will come out wrong and that's just life that happens sometimes and you never want it to happen mm. but it's, it's just a tough a place to be it is a tough place i recognize that now more than ever mm. and also i would happily um fund and donate to your campaign <laughs> i would back your pr i would fundraise for you like we would give you a proper american style <laughs> campaign you know the money the stage everything you know no, you never know as never long as no. i'll donate to you as long as you first have uh, contracts to me <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was a good conversation though. I mean, like the conversation he had with Stephen Bartlett. So I highly recommend watching it. I'll like watch I want to know people's thoughts because mm. he before this conversation just didn't feel like I just didn't relate to him. I didn't like him like necessarily, but I didn't know him either. I'm uh, I'm just judging him based upon the decisions he's making for the country, which I should be kind of, right? Yeah. Like he should be accountable to those decisions. But like today, I just <laughs> I see I feel like giving him a hug. Like I'm not joking. Wow, Manny. I I've got to watch this. If it's is, if it's persuaded it you to I feel bad this for level, him. yeah, I get what you're saying. Again, I'm a cynical person. Mm. You know when you see people in the limelight that fall like you know fall flat on their face in front of everybody worldwide mm-hmm. or even nationwide when they get an opportunity to have this kind of like one to one interview, there is always an agenda. There is always sure. something behind it. It's like do you remember when Piers Morgan used to do? And I actually used to like Piers Morgan back when he used to do his kind of. Um, I think they were like Life lifetime. Stories live stories but he would bring the human side yes. to these celebrities who we could not relate to mm. do you know what i mean they were just so far from our reality that when he used to put them in a seat and the lighting was perfect and their picture was on a bigger screen behind them and you know he's just brought this like live autobiography to you you just get really you get really into that mm. person and you kind of look at them as more as an individual rather than what they're known for and i think that is probably the tactic that matt has maybe you're right maybe like i don't want to sound so naive but you're Everyone very does much it. so oprah winfrey is another great um <laughs> interviewer and yeah. that is what her life is about it's about bringing people that people can't relate to and and bringing them at a time when they need empathy and they mm. need a game change but I, i'll be interested to see that interview i mean just yeah, because yeah. why not just keep up with these idiots but <laughs> um but i'd be interested to it is like, interesting whether i agree with you or not but then again i'm i'm different because i'm i'm already looking at it from a cynical perspective yeah Whereas you went in there with but a so kind, did of I, kind of like mm. I don't necessarily think he's 
he was definitely more negative to me before. But this now is what I mean. Neutral. What he's done has worked. Yeah. Because it that, work. it's probably going to work on me as well and most people that watch it. But that's the idea, right? They wouldn't yeah. do it unless they, you know, they have to choose their timing. They have to choose who the interviewer is. Yeah. Do you know? They're not going to just let anyone else. They wouldn't let someone on the Labour side be like, oh, let's interview each yeah, other. Let's see how so this, this experiment works. But yeah. I can't believe I was saying that though. But yeah, it really yeah. was interesting I mean, to watch. Let's face it. Um, when Boris is, you know, done with being prime minister, he will come out with an autobiography. He will, you know, he'll have interviews and suddenly his past will then be reflected on. And, you know, depending on who's steering his PR, he will tell the story of his remarkable um, time getting the country through a pandemic and, <laughs> He's gonna take that, you he? know, through <laughs> protests and upheaval. He will. Sure, yeah. And then our children will look back at Boris Johnson and be like, oh, my God, he was one of the greatest <laughs> Um, conservative leaders even though at the time he wasn't popular many of his policies like impact us like, uh, do you know what I mean um, yeah you know what that's so true yeah I like that you watched it before me as well I watched it I watched Stephen Butler probably every week that's why I like to have it in the background whilst I'm working but this was like I had to pause it because <sighs> I couldn't listen to it in the background I was like I need to in be You're engaged, engaged I was it. so oh. captivated <laughs> Really, Matt has that much personality. <laughs> That's what he needed when he was in when he was in office. That's exactly what he was trying to do when he was office. I think um, he never really related to people, and he recognizes that he actually talks about that. So you'll hear more about that. So Matt, enough about Matt Hancock. Yeah, I actually want to talk to you about one quick thing before I was watching this video on TikTok. I'm just gonna kind of uh, let you listen to it, but this is um something that I found really interesting, and I think um people will find it interesting too. Just let's just listen to. It first okay mantra or a, a rule that you learn from your family that sort of still holds true in the way you conduct yourself or the way you conduct business yeah i think there are two things something my sisters always say which might have come from my father at one point my dad i don't know it's that no is a full sentence oh really and i no is a full sentence and yet we repeat ourselves. Do you understand what that means? Yeah, though? Like, yeah, I do. I feel like when I heard that, it kind of put things into perspective because whenever we say no, we feel like we need to justify or give a reason or explain why we're saying no, but we don't need to. And it's just so powerful. Like, I mean, I don't do that as much anymore. Sometimes I explain myself, but sometimes I'm like, no, and I don't give any reason. And I feel so empowered doing that because I shouldn't have to feel a certain way just because I need to justify how I'm feeling to you or why I've said no. Yeah. I've said no about whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. And I think, and she explains, so this girl, she explains how it's come kind of very much more popular in like the female generation, like females in general. Like we're very much more trying to explain why we're doing what we're doing or mm. why we've said no, because we can't, we can't bear the consequences of like, like making someone feel bad or like, you know, just, I think there's lots of reasons as to why we feel like we need to explain ourselves. But just hearing that, it just, it's so powerful. Yes, I agree with you. Um, no means no. And have I just said no in the past with uh, certain conversations? Yes. Has it taken a man by surprise? And this is more in a professional sense before you think I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> um, so in that situation, it does take them by surprise. And then there's this long pause. And then it's just like, can I ask why? And I'm like... 
well, technically you said, can I ask why? And I can say no again. Um, but obviously in a professional sense, it would have led me to HR and a <laughs> performance review. So I did elaborate because the context needed it. You know what? I can see you like really being that person that would just say no. Not always though. No mm. should be obvious, but I'm afraid obvious isn't always obvious. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like it's sometimes it's not even um, a question. Like let's say someone said, can we, let's go out to eat on Friday. And you just said no. Like if it's a friend, you feel like you need to explain yourself because why wouldn't you want to go out with your friends? But you shouldn't have to do that with yeah. your friend. Uh, they should just know. know. Like they should just recognize that you don't want to go or there must be a reason. You don't need to know that reason. I just find that interesting yeah, because we true. tend to explain it. Like we tend to be like, there must be a reason that justifies us not going out with you. Yeah. But actually we're just, you know, let people be. It's just interesting because Can you it think happens. of a time when you've actually strongly said no I, I do this all the time with family by the way that there I don't hesitate there I'm like the answer is no there will be no explanation slam door in the face <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I'm actually struggling I need to think about this I don't know I think maybe at work as well I'd probably be like no but most of the time it would require an elaboration because yeah. in order for it's something I don't know maybe it wouldn't I've got another example I won't be able to go to, into too much detail because I can never be concise with my stories <laughs> but I have a friend who has a little brother and it's quite a common trait with Asian boys to always have an opinion about girls and just generally about you know mm. girls in the west or you know just lifestyle choices that girls make it's always hot topic for these guys right and you know but when I ask for an open dialogue and their opinion yeah. I'm only met with silliness banter and oh. just a complete disregard so with this particular friend's little brother, it was something to talk about. I think the last conversation I remember having was we were watching the Oprah Winfrey uh, interview with Megan. Oh my God. And then that led to like marriage expectations that, I mean, we were, we were talking about a mixed race lady, but suddenly he made it relatable to Asian girls these days <laughs> and, as, as they do. And actually in that conversation, I decided to be him. Yeah. I decided to be short answered um really blunt and he just really couldn't handle it and he's just like but this is what i mean about you women like you know if you're not going to explain it to me then w w what wow. does no mean and i'm just like well why don't men understand no like if you understand like you can say no to a woman then why can't you understand that a woman can say no to you and honestly like it just that's I would, so interesting i mean i'm you're right that we as women do tend to elaborate but do um, and we probably do it with both like both speaking to women and yeah. and men but actually men in general if they said no we wouldn't even ask yeah and no can be a full sentence exactly i wanted to practice that this week and even like back when they used to say no means no exactly unless you're a primary school kid and they're like it's opposite day today so it means yes <laughs> it's it was actually opposite day is Love that a real yet. thing? I, I'm pretty sure it came up. I remember in, that being Google. said at school, but I didn't know it was a real thing. I'm so, or maybe I read it on Twitter. Maybe someone was being sarcastic and I took it, literally. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to read sarcasm oh, on Twitter. Oh, January 25th. It came up on my Twitter feed. Wow, wow. I did not know that existed. A two-letter word can have so much conversation. <laughs> it can. It's a powerful word. Yeah. Anyways, girl. I mean, we're going to catch up soon anyway. Friday. <laughs> Bringing you that consistent weekly episode. <laughs> Guys, we're so dedicated now. Mm. And I love it. I love this setup <coughs> and just uh, we're getting into the like flow of things. my Easter bunny still there and you haven't eaten it, no. I would have demolished it. Let me tell you something. I'm mm. saving it for a rainy day. Not physically rainy. <laughs> What's that going on behind me? A mentally rainy day. <laughs> I've actually been saving it thinking I'm going to... Because there's chocolate downstairs. I had dairy milk yesterday. But you know the lint um, gold bunny chocolate? Mm -hmm. Sundas bought me one, by the way, guys. And I've just I'm had it. like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've just had it for a while and I'm waiting. It's, it keeps me company. How would you eat that bunny? Would you go from the ears or the straight for the face or the butt? No, no, no. I would feet. I would behead it. I would chop it. Decapitate the bunny? I would. I would just snap its head off and eat it. Eat half. Like, I would eat the head. I wouldn't even take the wrapper off. I would take the head off and leave it. Are you giving me signs of a <laughs> serial killer? Because you can't split that chocolate, right? The way it's... It, yeah, you can. You can't. How, You're gonna how, open would, they, the, how would they have joined it? You're going to open the whole wrapper otherwise. I don't want to open the whole thing. I only want the head. I only want part of the chocolate. So then the other bit is still wrapped in foil. Why don't you just smash it into pieces and that way, you know, it yeah, doesn't Yeah, but then it's like not one solid anymore. It's just, I want two pieces. One for now, one for later. So that's my starter. Head. I'm just being annoying. <laughs> what is on your mind? Inventing Anna. I don't know if it's a documentary or a series. But people are talking about it and I want to watch it. I think it's something like the Tinder Swindler, but it was a oh. different fraudster or a criminal. I don't know. I have no idea. I've just, I've just heard of it and I want to watch it. And that's just come to mind. You know what's actually come to my mind? So mm. what's on my mind is I recently read a book called It Ends With Us. And it is so, so good. I've seen it all over TikTok and always recommended by so many people. And I've actually bought the copy for maybe, I think, since the mid last year mm. and only just read it last week. And it was exceptional. It was so good. It was really met the the kind of standard I had set for it. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So I highly recommend reading it if you haven't or buying it if you haven't. Give us a little synopsis. Um, It's basically there is a girl who has lives in an abusive household Mm -hmm. um she takes in this like homeless person doesn't really know her family doesn't really know that she's taking care of him but they become really close he leaves one day she goes to university um finds somebody that she really likes and a lot of like her childhood experiences start to trickle into her life and the abusive side of things really come takes mm. a play as well. So there's so much, there's so many issues it tackles, but I think the abuse is one of the bigger themes and the fact that, yeah, her life journey and her struggle towards that and how your childhood experiences can shape yeah. and affect your future, like, life decisions too. And it's so interesting, like, oh, it's so powerful and it is based upon some real-life true elements of this author's story. It's really interesting and it's just so captivating. Like, I can't actually... There's not many books I couldn't put down and I couldn't put this down. It's, it's one of those books. Yeah. Childhood trauma and adulthood behavior. Yeah, heavily, re- heavily related. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. And I will catch you in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'll catch you in the next episode because I'm yes. here on Friday. All right. I know you got your passport, but you're only, <laughs> you still got a few days before you fly out. I still have a few days. It could honestly go all. No, inshallah, it doesn't. I want yeah. you to go on holiday. I want to see. We will see. I'm living through friends' snaps these days. We'll catch you next week. Anyways, guys, hope you have a good week and I. we shall see you next week. Adios. Bye. <laughs>